Good morning, and welcome to Overeaters Anonymous, a vision for you big book study. My name is Russ M., and I'm a recovered compulsive overeater. Today is Friday, July 22nd, 2022, and we are reading on page 17, chapter 2, There is a Solution. We're starting off there. All right, and we're reading, We have Alcoholics Anonymous for two paragraphs ending at held us together as we are now joined. Today's readers are, for the 12 steps, I have Anne Marie M, 12 traditions, Joanne L. The first reader reading of the text is Dara L. Uh, page 164 is Vanita L. Our newcomer readers, Loretta M. And second hour host is Barbara P. Our reference numbers for yesterday, Thursday, July 21st, 2022, 7 a.m., is 19,209. That's 192,209. And 10 a.m. meeting is 19,210. 19,210. All right. The OA preamble. Overeaters Anonymous is a fellowship of individuals who through shared experience, strength, and hope are recovering from compulsive overeating. We welcome everyone who wants to stop eating compulsively. There are no dues or fees for members. We are self-supporting through our own contributions, neither soliciting nor accepting outside donations. OA is not affiliated with any public or private organization, political movement, ideology, or religious doctrine. We take no position on outside issues. Our primary purpose is to abstain from compulsive eating and compulsive food behaviors and to carry the message of recovery through the 12 steps of OA to those who still suffer. Our sole purpose, OA's fifth tradition states, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. At a Vision for You Big Book study, our message is that people who suffer from compulsive overeating can recover through abstinence and the practice of the 12 steps and 12 traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. I will now ask Anne-Marie and to read the 12 steps. Good morning. Thank you. This is Anne-Marie M. Through God's grace, recovered from compulsive overeating, and I am in South Carolina. The 12 steps of Overeaters Anonymous. One, we admitted we were powerless over food, that our lives had become unmanageable. Two, came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity. Three, made a decision to turn our will and our lives over the care of God as we understood him. Four, made a searching and fearless moral inventory of ourselves. Five, admitted to God, to ourselves, and to another human being the exact nature of our wrongs. Six, we're entirely ready to have God remove all these, character, these defects of character. Seven, humbly asked him to remove our shortcomings. Eight, made a list of all persons we had harmed and became willing to make amends to them all. Nine, made direct amends to such people wherever possible, except when to do so would injure them or others. 10. Continue to take personal inventory, and when we were wrong, promptly admitted it. 11. Sought through prayer and meditation to improve our conscious contact with God as we understood him, praying only for knowledge of his will for us and the power to carry that out. 12. Having had a spiritual awakening as a result of these steps, we tried to carry this message to compulsive overeaters and practice these principles in all our affairs. Thank you, Anne-Marie. Next up is Joanne L. with the 12 traditions. 
Good morning, everybody. This is Joanne L. from Rhode Island, Compulsive Overeater, <clears throat> The Twelve Traditions of Overeater, Overeaters Anonymous. One, our common welfare should come first. Our f- personal recovery depends upon OA unity. Two, for our group purpose, there is but one ultimate authority, a loving God, as he may express himself in our group conscience. Our leaders are but trusted servants. They do not govern. Three, the only requirement for OA membership is a desire to stop eating compulsively. Four, each group should be autonomous except in matters affecting others or other groups or OA as a whole. Five, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. Six, an OA group ought never endorse, finance, or lend the OA name to any related facility or outside enterprise. Least problems of money, property, and prestige divert us from our primary purpose. Seven, every OA group ought to be fully self-supporting, declining outside contributions. Eight, Overeaters Anonymous should remain forever non-professional, but our service centers may employ special workers. Nine, OA as such ought never be organized, but we may create service boards or committees directly responsible to those they serve. Ten, Overeaters Anonymous has no opinion on outside issues, hence the OA name ought never be drawn into public controversy. Eleven, our public relations policy is based on attraction rather than promotion. We need always maintain personal anonymity at the level of press, radio, films, television, and other public media of communication. In 12, anonymity is the spiritual foundation of all these traditions, ever reminding us to place principles before personalities. Thank you, and I pass. Thank you, Joanne. Yeah, Joanne, thanks a lot. All right, so how our meeting works. Our meeting focuses on the directions for recovery described in the Big Book of Alcoholics Anonymous. We read a paragraph or two from the literature, then stop and share what was read. Anyone can share, but we ask that you keep your sharing to the topic and literature we are discussing, and that you keep your share to approximately three minutes. Singleness of purpose reminds us to identify as compulsive overeaters only. Our abstinence requirement for moderators is one year, and for readers is six months. There's no abstinence requirement for sharing on topic. This meeting does request that your sharing be directly linked to what was read. We are sharing what the directions in the big book mean to us. To share, press star one to unmute. Once you're done sharing, let us know by saying pass. Then press star one to mute your phone. In order to have a quiet meeting, everyone's phone except the speakers should be muted. So today we resume our study of the big book. In chapter two, there's a solution. We're going to read two paragraphs, starting with we of Alcoholics Anonymous, ending at held us together as we are now joined. And I've asked Dara L. to start us off. 
Yeah, great. Thanks so much for your service. I'm Dara L. I'm a recovered compulsive eater. I live in Philadelphia. We of Alcoholics Anonymous know thousands of men and women who were once just as hopeless as Bill. Nearly all have recovered. They have solved the drink problem. We are average Americans, all sections of this country, and many of its occupations are represented, as well as many political, economic, social, and religious backgrounds. We are people who normally would not mix, but there exists among us a fellowship, a friendliness, and an understanding, which is indescribably wonderful. We are like passengers of a great liner the moment after rescue from shipwreck, when camaraderie, joyousness, and democracy pervade the vessel from steerage to captain's table. Unlike the feelings of the ship's passengers, however, our joy in escape from disaster does not subside as we go our individual ways. The feeling of having shared in a common peril is one element in the powerful cement which binds us, but that in itself would never have held us together as we are now joined. Um, Oh, my gosh. I feel like I could talk about this for like an hour. Um, so let's see. Um, but, you know, I just this idea, right, of, of we like I I am a terminally unique individualistic person who feels like F everybody, you know. And so the fact that I got to drag my butt into these rooms, you know, into this virtual space and like fall in love with people and people who are so vastly different on the surface than me, you know, and even I think we're so lucky in OA because our problem, while it is the same, you know, we all are here because we have a food problem. We have certain ingredients that, you know, that are dangerous to us and certain behaviors that will kill us. Like, I actually really believe it's so humbling for me when I sit with a new sponsee and I get to talk to them about like what is their particular disease matrix and take myself out of it and know that like we are we're so different. You know, we are all so different and beautiful and yet, you know, we're also the same, you know, that I get to see myself reflected in other people and and the idea of joy, like it is, I mean, ah, like we're crazy, you know, I'm crazy, I'll speak for myself. And I, I came here because I thought, you know, that my problem was food, that if I could just stop starving and binging and purging and eating until I couldn't move and letting go of, you know, certain foods or the crazy exercise things that I was doing, if I could just stop that, then my life would be better. And and the beautiful thing is, is that today that doesn't even occur to me. Like, I don't, I don't want any of those foods. I don't want any of those behaviors. Like that problem has been removed. Um, but me as a person, oh my gosh, I've got so many more issues than I identified prior to coming into this program. And I think that's where the camaraderie comes in for me and the joyousness is that like I can be with a sponsee and they can share something about themselves and I can like see the ridiculousness of it and love them. Um, And then I see the ridiculousness of me and love me. And the same happens, you know, I'll call my sponsor and I'll tell her something and she'll, and we'll be laughing, you know, or a a fellow in this program. Like this stuff is, 
the stuff that drives me only really makes sense to another compulsive eater. Um, and I love compulsive eaters. I hated myself prior to coming into this program and I hated everybody else, but because of the beauty and the diversity and the richness and the sameness that I get to experience here and threading God through all of it, right? Like that, like we're not just a bunch of people who get together and talk about our problems and like try to willpower our way through them. Like that, you know, for me, this whole program is about like, how do I love myself? How do I love God? And then how do I love people? And how do I have those same three elements like in the same space at the same time and I can't um oh that's my time you know I don't know how to do that and so I learned that from you um and I'll pass but this is such a beautiful couple paragraphs I can't wait to hear what everyone else has to say thanks Sarah now we're going to open up the the line for Sherry on this uh there's a solution to first part and if uh although we value your experience we ask that you limit your share to every third day so so others can share their experience too. So um, step back if you uh, um, share it on uh, Tuesday, Wednesday or Thursday. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm sorry. Who would like to share on this? <laughs> Larry K. Charles H. Linda, Larry, Linda Charles, Charles. Linda, uh, Linda, Linda Johan, Janice M. Carmela, Nancy, Janice, Hart. thank you, Nancy. I think that's pretty good. So we got Larry K, Charles H, Linda D, Johan M, Carmela G, Janice, and Nancy. So you are up, Larry. Star one, buddy. There we go. Hey, Russ. Good Larry. morning. Yeah. Uh, good, good morning. morning. Thanks, buddy. Uh, Larry K. recovered from Chicago. So, um, yeah, a lot here. Thanks, Dara. So, no, no spoiler alert, right? We, you know, this chapter, there is a solution, makes it crystal clear that there's a common remedy. You know, we have a common prescription so that we never have to compulsively overeat again. And, and, and these early pioneers, they found it. They found this prescription for, for not only stopping, but, and this is critical, for staying stopped. And what occurs to me that, you know, when this book was published, people in this program, they didn't have the same confusion that we often have today you know, with such a large fellowship in, in, in 2022. Unfortunately, the solution sometimes gets watered down. It does. Um, the, re the remedy becomes confusing to the newcomer. And even people that have been around for a while, the remedy becomes confusing. And in 1939, when the book was published, people didn't have many meetings at all. You know, they had one in New York and they had, you know, one in Akron and a few in Cleveland and, you know, maybe may scattered around here and there. But, you know, you couldn't go to 90 meetings in 90 days, that's for sure. They had to work the real program directly out of the big book if they wanted to get well. And today, you know, you know, we have so much fellowship, so many meetings, which is great. And we could just go around fellowshipping and never work the program as suggested in the book. And, and you, you, you can just live off the fellowship, but you, can, you, you can't get and stay sober from the fellowship alone. What, what the solution is, is the, the actions outlined in the first 164 pages of the book, 
And the fellowship alone is not going to change your life. It's, it's, it's great. You can get abstinent, but you don't recover from the disease just on the fellowship. And the analogy that I like to use is, you know, if you want to become a parent, you know, can you imagine if someone said to you, look, here, here's what you do. Okay, Russ, here, you want to become a parent? Go to 90 PTA meetings, Russ, in 90 days. You know, talk, talk about every, talk to everyone you can, you know, about children. They're going to talk about it. You know, find all the, the, I know a bunch of school teachers on this line, grade school teachers, plenty of parents, call three of them a day. You know, I mean, that's absurd, right? If you want to become a parent, there's going to be some actions necessary that you take. And I'm not saying a good parent, but there's some actions to become a parent. So if we want recovery, we have a solution. We have to take some steps. It's, the, it's in the doing that recovery unfolds. And the solution is simple. A spiritual awakening is a result of the implementation of the steps. You follow it precisely, it's going to instill a desire to live according to these principles for the rest of your life. No shortcuts. If we treat it as, wrap, I'll wrap it up, if we, if we treat it as a diet program rather than a revolutionary change of heart, you're never going to access and keep the necessary power. You'll miss the essence of the solution, and it's a guaranteed solution. With that, I pass. Thanks, Russ. Thanks, Larry. Appreciate it. Next up is Charles H. followed by Linda D. Hey, hey, Russ. Thanks for your service. I hate this question, but can you hear me now? Nah, man. Put it, turn it up. I got you. I got you, guys. I hear you. I got you. I thought it was the COVID. No, my, <laughs> my bad. <laughs> Thanks, for, yeah. yo. We're not a glum lot around here, man. Um, Charles H. will recover compulsive overeater. Like you know, like I'm like yo, this this star one and, and, and my my Apple AirPods be bugging. And you know, and, and shout out to my ten step partner. She was like, man, you 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 helped me so much throughout the years on the second hour. Yeah, I don't care if your AirPods don't work. So shout out and. Shout out to the moderators, man, that's representing. But I wanted to drill down on a couple of places here where it says, you know, uh, the moment after rescue from shipwreck when camaraderie, joyousness, and democracy pervade from vessel to steerage to captain's table. Anybody can sit at the captain's table. Anybody. And, you know, it's not – the table is open to anybody that wants to do the work. And, um, you know, my problem was not the food. My problem is I thought I wasn't average. I thought I wasn't a bozo on a bus. And, yes, I'm significant and authentic in my own ways. But when I'm in, when I'm in a, a 12-step fellowship and program, and, you know, shout out to what my man just said, but the fellowship is quite important. If you look in a vision for you, it was very thin when it first started. Um, the fellowship is important to work the steps. See, I thought I was above average coming in Overeaters Anonymous, and I didn't need help. Oh, the second step and the tenth step. I didn't need no help. I could figure this out myself, right? But um, and, and with, with people who normally wouldn't mix, if I didn't have a binge problem or a, or a food problem or a life problem, rather, if I didn't have a life problem, I wouldn't be here. I'm not here. I'm not a shouting from the rooftop type of guy because of the implementation and the growth in 10, 11, and 12. I'm not a, I'm not, you know, I shouted from the rooftop in other affairs, but this got to come first. 
And I'm average. I'm a bozo on the bus. And, you know, um, Barbara, for yesterday's answer, you know, I, I believe it's on page, from, I was going to say, from page 22, we can't solve the riddle. It's a riddle we can't solve. Um, and I think Harlan did a great job of answering that question. And, you know, I'm average. I'm a bozo on the bus, a grateful, compulsive, recovered bozo on the bus. And with that, I pass. Thanks. Thanks, Charles. Next up is Linda D. Followed by Johan. Star one, Linda. Good morning, everybody. It's Linda D. Recovered, but not. Oh, oh, hi. Uh, It's Linda D. in Connecticut. Good morning. I'm recovered, but I'm not cured, so I'm here to learn. Well, Let's let's do something imaginative for a minute. Let's suppose that I have a Lou Gehrig disease. Do you know how excited I would be to hear that there is a solution? As far as I know, there isn't one for Lou Gehrig's disease. How grateful I am that there is a solution to being a compulsive overeater. I have a deadly disease. There is no solution at all except for God. Now, that wasn't what I wanted to hear. I wanted to hear a quick fix, and I'm out of here. There is none. I am so grateful to know that I have this disease. I'm not grateful I have it, but I honestly believe I accidentally, for lack of a better word, created it because I'm self-destructive and I don't know how many lifetimes I've been self-destructive, but I am. I'm not going to figure this out. Life happens. It unfolds. I need guidance through every single moment of it, and I can have that through God. That is not what I wanted to hear, but boy, I'm glad to hear it now because God is, I wouldn't even say my best friend, spectacular. I had no idea how spectacular God is, and it keeps unfolding every single day. Is that because I'm some sort of a spiritual guru? No, it's because I do this work as prescribed by you, all of you through these steps and with your guidance. I need a lot of people to help me get well. I can be a real dumb bunny about this. What the hell is going on? I need a lot of help. I'm so grateful to all of you, and I'm so impressed with the beauty, the poetic beauty of all of you. Newcomers, old-timers, you have no idea how gorgeous you sound for the especially the last few days i am so grateful to know you you are absolutely breathtaking and i need you and i appreciate you so much all you christmas card people god bless you and thank you i pass thanks linda next next up is johan followed by carmela g
Hey, good morning. Good afternoon. My name is Johanan, uh, and I'm a recovered compulsive orator in Sweden, in Fallen in Sweden. Uh, thank you so much for service today and uh, for the share so far. Just uh, what an amazing paragraph. <laughs> I'm really happy to be here. And yeah, it, um, you know, why am I here? <laughs> uh, and that's the thing. I have this disease, and that's the thing that I have in common with you guys that are here as well. And we also share the same solution, you know. Um, I came here three years ago and started listening to these meetings every day. And like somebody else said, you know, the fellowship, uh, that won't make the inner healing. Uh, but the fellowship has been really, really important as well. But working through the steps and having a spiritual awakening and, you know, having this shift in mind from being, uh, uh, being just in selfishness until, you know, getting a spiritual awakening and getting God-centered instead of just being self-centered. And with that, you know, having a solution for all my problems, which is just an amazing thing. And so I'm just really happy to be here. I'm, I'm, I'm so grateful for, for a vision for you for these meetings. Since I came here three years ago, I have been abstinent, you know, uh, thanks to Big Book, thanks to good sponsorship with Dino Way, and thanks to, you know, that there is a solution and that I can work the solution every day to the best of my ability, being in step 10, 11, and 12. And um, yeah, and Richard, for you, just have had a huge impact on my re recovery. And, you know, for uh, when I came here three years ago, I, I, I couldn't imagine that there, there was a solution, but that I could find a solution and that I could live in the solution. I was I was utterly hopeless and didn't have really anywhere else to go and anything else to do. I tried all the other doors and nothing has helped, you know. But the, the solution is so simple, and I'm I'm just uh, I'm just really grateful that I, I I found these meetings because these meetings made me take this program serious, you know, back to basic, back to big book, and just make it simple. Just get a sponsor, just work through the steps and just start living in, in the steps, start living in step 10, 11, and 12, having a conscious contact with God, having a relationship with God. And that, you know, that's all. But it takes work, takes hard work. I came here thinking like, it's just food. How hard can it be? But it's, you know, it's tough. It's hard. Uh, food is merciless. And it, it takes a really strong daily program for me to, 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 be, to be able to be in, in, in recovery. But today I'm here, today I'm free, which is just a, it's a miracle. So I want to thank you guys so much for being here. I love these meetings. I love you guys. And, you know, I love being in the program one day at a time. So thank you so much. Thanks. Thanks, Johan. Before we have Carmela jump on, just to let you know where we're at. If you came on a little late, we're starting Chapter 2. There's a solution. For two paragraphs, we of Alcoholics Anonymous ending held us together as we are now joined. Carmelo, you're up. Thank you so much, Russ. This is Carmela G., a grateful, recovered, compulsive overeater from New York. Thank you, everyone on the line who's listening and those who have shared before me. Um, 
I say I am grateful, and I understand today what that means. I am grateful that a higher power who gave me free will and allowed me to get myself up to over 300 pounds interfered because I kept telling him. He always comes when we invite him. But you see, I was telling him without really honest heart. I was saying, oh, come on, let me lose weight. Let me lose weight. I wanted to go to sleep fat and wake up thin. That was the craziness of my head. And on this day, nine years ago, as I was preparing to eat lunch and binge, the voice in my head said, no more, Carmela. Today, it will stop. And on this day, I was given the gift of abstinence. And I have not picked up since. And the other gift is, according to this, we are people who would normally not mix. My biggest fear when I got into this program was not being enough, abandonment. This morning at 6 a.m., I received a text from someone in this program who I rarely speak with, but who I know and love and pray for every day, congratulating me on the nine years of being on this journey with her. And then I hear someone who I used to compliment on his shares all the time. And he turned and said to me in his very polite so-called way, so when am I going to hear you share, sister? You're always telling me wonderful, but when are you going to share? And that made me reflect on how much into self I was. And I was afraid. I was afraid. And that reflection brought me to the design for living. The design for living, get out of yourself, Carmela. I am here. I am walking with you at all times. And I am the only one you answer to. And today I can share no palpitations. I don't share just to listen to my voice. I share only when I'm full of the joy and I get the wisdom to know. Thank you so much the power greater than myself to open my heart to my fellows. And with that, I pass. Thank you so much. Thanks, Carmela. Next up is Janice M. followed by Nancy, I believe, are. Well, good morning to you, Russ, and God bless you. Stay well. Um, my name is Janice P.M., and I, um, I'm a grateful, recovered, compulsive eater from Medford, Massachusetts, right outside of Boston. Um, first of all, the title says this, there is a solution. Well, <laughs> I was always looking for the right solution for all my problems, as it was mentioned. And it was always about me, and I never, never found a solution to my food problem, to my mind problem, um, search and search and search and all the time, different groups, different pills, different whatever, 
even maybe a, maybe a different husband would work, you know. Of course, I was married for over 50 years. But A means one, one. It's, 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 I don't have to choose anymore. The title sets me free. I mean, I don't know about you, but I was always hopeful that the next diet or the next group or the next sponsor is going to do it. And it never did. But, you know, 100 people wrote this book, not just one author. So, you know, you have to look at that. I looked at it and said, gee, I can't argue with 100 people. So that gave me a lot of hope. Don't forget, just like Bill, he was hopeless. Now we come to a chapter which gives me gives me hope. And, yeah, I did find a way out. What great news. There is a solution. Oh, my. Imagine a solution to my problem, to rise me out of misery in all areas of my life. And I've been to, in the fellowship for a long time, and I would always get this message or that message. But when I came to uh, A Vision for You, I got the message that changed me, the message of the big book's 12 steps, that program of recovery, which restored my mind and body by a power, because that was the solution. Easy, powerless, problem, powerless, power, solution. I mean, it, it sounds very simple, but, you know, it really is. But, uh, of course, I'm not cured. I can't go back and eat in safety certain substances. You know, I'll get right back into my mind. You know, you go to a dentist when you have teeth problems, gum problems. You don't go for uh, a gastrologist. You go to the dentist. So where do I come? Where do I belong? Where do I find that power? I really didn't even find it in my church. I had it, but I didn't use them right. So anyway, there's two parts to our program here. One is the fellowship, and that supports us. And then the solution, the solution, thank you so much, is here. And with that, to find a power, I pass. Thanks. Thanks, Janice. Next up is Nancy R. And then we're going to take another list. Good morning, it's Nancy R. from uh, Illinois, Recovered Compulsive Eater. Uh, chapter two, here we are. Thank God there's a solution. Um, I was as hopeless as Bill. And um, yeah, I was as hopeless as Bill. And, um, you know, last November I put the food down and Thank God. Uh, after a four-year relapse, it just kept getting worse and worse and worse and worse. It was a shipwreck. Um, and thank goodness um, I found all of you and, um, you know, the passengers of the shipwreck where I can just be headed towards, you know, the solution. Um and also in this first paragraph, it says nearly all have recovered. They have solved the drink problem. I have a note here that says they worked this program hard. Um, so, yeah, there's a solution and we need to work it. 
and our drink problem, our overeating problem will be solved and we will be recovered. Like what a great promise, one day at a time. Um, so I am just grateful, feeling grateful this morning. I have um, eight months of uh, recovery, abstinence, um, spiritually working this path every day with God and all of you. And with that, I'll pass. Thank you. All right. Thank you there, Nance. So let me tell you where we're at. We're in chapter two. There's a solution. We'll read the first few paragraphs down to held us together as we are now joined. And if you shared in the past uh, two days, please step back, give uh, other fellows a chance to share their experience. So who would like to share on page 17 and there's a solution? Aaron K. Michelle Aaron, S. Michelle S. All right, got Aaron and Michelle. On M. Gracie. Gracie w. Jackie w. On M. Gracie. 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 Jackie A and Veronica Veronica C. All right, we're going to go with that for now and then uh, see what we have with time. So I got Aaron, Michelle, on Rosie, Jackie, and Veronica. You are up, Aaron. Good morning, everybody. Aaron K, recovered compulsive reader in Michigan. Um, yeah, if if someone had told me, you know, a year and change ago that I would, after, you know, struggling mightily with food and incomprehensible demoralization for, you know, 20 plus years of my life, that I would be <laughs> uh, dialing up total strangers, multiple total strangers on a daily basis to talk about my deepest, darkest secrets and fears. Um, I would have probably, you know, thought they were crazy. And yet that is what I do today. Um, I call people I don't even know. And I listen, um, you know, to what's going on with them. And they listen to what's going on with me. And it's how, it's how this program works. Like, you know, my higher power is a force for good within and between us. And that involves all of you. And I could not have gotten through I couldn't have kept the food down for two seconds if I hadn't had this connection. I could not have worked through the steps if I hadn't had this connection. And I, I, I found that, you know, every, every disturbance, you know, I, I have I, I, anything that wakes me up in the night, any, you know, usually the solution, it might start with a prayer, but the next step is a phone call. I have to get whatever it is bouncing around there out, you know, let somebody shine some light and some perspective on it. And it's amazing to me how sometimes I, you know, I find that light and that perspective from someone, you know, that's nothing, I have nothing in common with except this common solution. And, you know, I wanted to share this because, you know, maybe there's 
somebody listening who is sitting with something, struggling with something, just pick up the phone and make a call. It's it's just amazing what has happened um, to me in my life when I started doing that. It was really a, a big turning point being connected with this fellowship. And with that, I'll pass. All right, Aaron, thank you. Next up is Michelle S., followed by Anna M. Hello, this this is Michelle S. Can you hear me? Yep. Yep. Thank you, Russ, for your service. And um, I am, this is my first time to share on the line and a, a little bit nervous, um, but anyway, this is one of my very favorite passages. And I have been in and out of the program for years and years, not really even in. I mean, honestly, just sitting in the rooms and just listening to a vision. And um, I have finally been given the willingness and, you know, one day at a time, the the honesty and open-mindedness, um, you know, to, and humility, uh, you know, the reprieve one day at a time. And I'm so grateful. And I did come in through another fellowship and I, I, I kind of think that because my life was so amazingly unmanageable between alcoholism and bulimia and uh, stinking thinking, that when I did get recovery, which was just a, a spirit, it was a spiritual awakening and a complete gift of neutrality and the hot flame, and you know, I it, I recoiled, you know, and and that. And working the steps made my life so much more manageable. I I was able to keep living with the compulsive overeating, which is a ruthless, cunning, and baffling, powerful sugar addiction. And um, I I just I love this passage because I truly feel that way when I'm with compulsive overeaters and people, you know who who really understand the 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 hell of the disease of um the bondage of you know it it's just the, the, no one else can understand that a, a normal person an earth person whatever we call them someone without addiction and and even maybe someone without food addiction i do think addicts get it but when you speak with someone else who has been delivered from food addiction, it is just they totally get the joy in that, the freedom, the gratitude, all of it. And then the the coming up paragraph, and plus the name of the chapter is great, the solution, there, there is a solution. The next paragraph is what binds us together even more solidly. And anyway, I'm very grateful for this meet, very entirely grateful for this meeting and the time of it, and I pass. Thank you. Thanks, Michelle. Next up is on M, followed by Rosie W. Hi, Russ. This is on M here, recovery compulsive overeater from Ireland. Can I be heard okay? Yep. Brilliant. Thanks, Russ, and thanks for your service. Brilliant. And thanks to the opening chair and thanks to everybody who's shared so far. 
Yeah, lovely. You know, like we shared, you know, the title of the of the chapter, there is a solution, and for me, that's just you know, echo and hope for me. Um, and 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 you know, we all know the solution is is a power greater than ourselves, and yeah, it's full of you know hope and you know positivity and solution here, and you know, and it's just for me to what was already shared. You know, the solution comes, but it comes with a price. And, um, you know, that price is, you know, to take the action, to do the work. You know, but I've heard on this line shared before, you know, a price has to be paid. Um, and the pay is good, but the work is hard. Um, and for me, yeah, the, the pay is good, but it's more than that. It's something that, you know, the money, money cannot buy this program for me. And... It's just even, you know, all the different, I suppose, all the different parts of this, you know, where people who normally would not mix. And again, you know, feeling like I felt when, before I came into fellowship and understanding that I wasn't on my own. And, yeah, the common pearl. And for me, the problem took me to fellowship and the solution kept me there because I'm the addict who will take the solution and run. Um, but you know it's fellowship. I need fellows. I need I need this program, and I need fellows to find a higher power. And you know all the fruits of fellowship are here. You know it's 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 the camaraderie, the joyousness, the fellowship, the friend, the friendliness, the understanding, and it just brings me back. I, I'm not sure where in the book it's you know that for people who do not have this addiction, do not understand food addiction. You know that background of ignorance and misunderstanding. I think it's in the doctor's opinion, um, and that for me, you know, is it echoes exactly the opposite on this page and these two paragraphs because I'm understood. I'm I'm I've, I I I have a place here, um, I have a solution here, and I have fellows who understand. And you know, I love where it doesn't discriminate. You know, we can come from all occupations, political backgrounds, economic and social religious backgrounds. And the beauty is, you know, there's only one, one, you know, one criteria, one in tradition three, a desire to 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 stop compulsively overeating, and and you know, the, it's like we shared, I think, earlier in the week about, you know, the voices around the globe, and that it brings up or makes the mosaic of hope, and that's exactly what this fellowship and the vision for you does for me. Um, so I'm absolutely so grateful and so grateful to everybody on the line and to you again, Russ, for your service. So thanks again. With that, I pass. All right, Alan. Thank you. So before we got Rosie up, just let you know we're in Chapter 2. There's a solution to the first two paragraphs. All right, Rosie. You are up. Thank you, Russ. Good morning. Uh, Rosie W here, uh, recovered compulsive overeater in Devon in the UK, and um, <laughs> I never, I never like to introduce myself as recovered. I don't know why it's always slightly rankled that phrase. And when I read this, uh, the first paragraph this morning, I, it was just suddenly presented to me um, the thought: perhaps it might be nice to actually celebrate the fact that you are recovered. <laughs> And to actually practice some gratitude, and one of the ways of doing that might be to actually introduce yourself in OA meetings as a recovered compulsive overeater, because you are. And um, oh, what a joyous couple of paragraphs! I've, I've just been—I was thinking this morning about what does it mean for me 
um, to be recovered? What does it look like in my life today um, that enables me to say that the problem has been removed? And I think the first thing is that I have ceased fighting um, food. I mean, I've ceased fighting most things, certainly not everything yet. Um, but certainly food, like if if I have a thought about a certain food, if, if that just comes into my mind, and it, it doesn't very often, but if it does, in in my life before recovery, it would not matter what my plans were for that day, what I did, what I tried, who I spoke to. At some point, I would inevitably have to get that food. And I went to great lengths to get those foods, even if they were really obscure ones. You know, I would drive miles or get on the underground and cross cross London looking for that particular food. And if I think about, uh, you know, a food now, if, it, if something comes into my mind, I'm immediately aware of what's going on. I'm on the phone to someone quickly, you know, or, or I'm or I'm on my knees um, praying and asking God what's what's, you know, to reveal to me what's going on, why this has come to mind. But what I'm not doing anymore is fighting. Um, I also don't need to avoid temptation. And that's a miracle. Wow. <laughs> I The other day I had to, it's a long story involving children and a, a heat wave that we've had in the UK. And I had to sit with a chocolate cake in my hands um, in the front seat of our car with the chocolate cake in front of the air conditioning vent for 45 minutes the other day. And the whole way through, the, the air conditioning was just sort of wafting this smell of chocolate cake frosting into my nostrils. And I just kept laughing out loud because I could smell it. And of course, you know, it smells nice. Cake is meant to be a treat. That's why people eat it. That's why normal people eat it with, with impunity. But what was extraordinary was the neutrality. There was not one part of me that thought, I wish I could have that cake or it's so unfair or could I just stick my finger in and get away with it? Or, you know, any of the thoughts that I would have had, even, you know, in, in recovery in OA before I, you know, before I found a vision for you. Um, and another thing that, that, you know, that shows me that the problem has been removed is I just don't think about food. It's really, really rare for me to be spending time thinking and planning. And, you know, I don't work out calories. I don't work out anything. Fortunately, I have a dietitian Sorry. who does that for me. Thank you, Russ. It, I just, it, it just feels like a miracle. There is no striving. There is no fighting. There is no exhaustion. There is no incomprehensible demoralization. And I am hugely grateful to all of you and to, to OA for this freedom I have. I will pass. Thanks. Thank you, Rosie. Next up, we have Jackie A. And I'm thinking it might be tight for Veronica. Let's see how we do. And if not, you could jump on the second meeting, Veronica. Jackie, you're up. Thank you, Russ. Thank you, Fellowship. Happy Friday. Um, right now, I'm driving through an area of West Virginia through the Shenandoah Valley, and and this is this is me living in the solution. And this is thankfully there is a solution to my compulsive eating. And um and I've always wanted to go with God to these places and. I thought I was taking I-95 today to Georgia, and that was that didn't happen. And and I I trusted you know somebody who made ways and ways sent me this way. And getting to hear everybody that I'm great. A different journey, but we're all headed somewhere to our higher power, and that to me is so powerful. When I when I first came into program, I related the disease of overeating to fleas. It was something that ate me alive, and I grew up in dog grooming. Um, that's where my family of origin did, and then I went to work. 
And so, to me, it was like the disease bit me. I didn't choose to have it. And, and, and God being the groomer could take it from me. And, and me surrendering to, like, the, the flea bath, essentially, was how I took step three. Like, what kind of puppy do you want me to be, God, in your eyes? What kind of tricks do you want to teach me? What kind of direction am I going to be loyal to? And, um, and in this fellowship, it really taught me how to make friends. It taught me how to be more authentic. It taught me how to, to be honest, which I didn't have before I came into program, to ha- how to be clean. Um, I honestly really lacked some hygiene, not just in my diet, but in my thoughts, in my relationships with others, my prejudices. Like, I always was like, oh, social work, you know, I'm really open and unbiased. No, I'm not. And so I constantly have to um, set aside what I think I know about me, my recovery, God, others, like everything. And um, and I'm traveling with my cooler. There's no dead body parts on the side of me, and I'm not a cartel member, and it's hilarious. I'm like, you know, I would have gone to any length before to, to kill myself with the food. And instead, I'm packing clean abstinent food that would have been in my fridge. And I'm headed down to see my girlfriend for her birthday week and celebrate life. So I'm just grateful, like, the Florence um, and the machine's gone. Like, I'm not building my ship to wreck anymore. I'm building a ship to sail. And I really am appreciative to everything on the line and to others helping me get in touch with my God every day. So with that, I pass. Thanks, Jackie. Veronica, we have about a minute if you want to jump on or if you want to wait for the next meeting. Hi, did you say that I had a minute? Yeah, you got about a minute. Okay. Uh, This is Veronica C. from New York, gratefully recovered. Thank you for your service. So let me just say that I am so grateful that there is a solution because I lived so so much of my life in the problem and trying to fix what couldn't be repaired with human, the human mind. Um, there is so much more to this program than just having a food plan. And, um, and even as wonderful as fellowship is, uh, having the, the cocoon of the fellowship is fabulous, but it takes working those steps. And uh, today I know that, and today I have recovery. And I am so grateful because I spent so many years just ruminating in my head with thoughts and plans and things that I could do to what I thought was going to be a solution, but was always nothing. It ended up being nothing. So this created a lot of... Um... All right. Well, I'm... thank you for that. Thanks, Veronica. You're our last year. And thank you to everyone who shared. Please join us for a second hour, unrecorded hour of study, immediately following closing. The share ID for today, Friday, July 22nd, 2022, is 19,212. That's 19216. Uh, we'll now close the meeting with the big book, the reading from the big book on page 164. But Followed by the serenity prayer. So I have Benita L. I asked her to uh, read one page, uh, page 164. Yeah, I can hear you. 
it's uh, a book. Book is meant to be subjective only. Go ahead. We know only a little. God will constantly disclose more to you and to us. Ask him in your morning meditation what you can do each day for the man who is still sick. The answers will come if your own house is in order. But obviously you cannot transmit something you haven't got. See to it that your relationship with him is right and great events will come past for you and countless others. This is the great fact for us. Abandon yourself to God as you understand God. Admit your faults to him and your fellows. Clear away the wreckage of your past. Give freely of what you find and join us. We shall be with you in the fellowship of the Spirit, and you will surely meet some of us as you trudge the road of happy destiny. May God, excuse me, may God bless you and keep you until then.